Hello and welcome to the show. This is one of those out and about recordings, so expect to hear some noise in the background. Today, I'd like us to look at hustle and strategy or hustle and tactics, you know, depending on how um, you'd like to think of it. You know, funny thing is when I said hustle and strategy, I remember that old movie with um, uh, this guy. What's his name? The light-skinned dude from, uh, was it Groomsmen or something? Uh, I think it was called Hus- Hustle and Flow. Yeah, about a rap artist who wanted to blow. Anyway, anyway that's just a side uh, whatever. So today, hustle and strategy and um, overall, what I want to consider, not just for this podcast episode, but for the next three or four podcast episodes, is to think, um, to try and figure out when we should have a structured approach um, towards strategy. You know, sitting down with your business partners, uh, wifey, um, husband, um, kids, you know, if you're one of those people who is old enough to have children who are <clears throat> ready to take over the reins of the business. So when you sit down and have a structured chat with people and then... <clears throat> so excuse me, and then went to have a. So excuse me. <clears throat> okay, sorry about that. Um, throat hasn't been the same since the uh, since the sore throat. Anyway, where was I? Oh yeah, so to try and consider uh, when we should have a structured chat with uh, stakeholders in the business to come up with strategy, or if we should whenever we, or, or when we can just keep um, gunning it, you know, just have an emergent strategy, keep doing the business see feedback uh, from the marketplace, and then let that determine what our strategy is going to be. Now, before we get into that topic, uh, of course, usual terms, uh, sorry, in the usual tradition over here on the podcast, we'd have to define uh, the terms, um, what strategy means, what hustle means, what tactic means. I'm going to use hustle and tactics um, interchangeably uh, because hustle, you know, by its very nature, is a day-to-day tactical um, sort of thing. So, um, strategy. Um, complex can be defined in many ways, but I'm going to have a very simple functional de- uh, definition here. So in broad terms, strategy is just basically the big overarching questions. Where do you want the business to be you know, in this um, time frame, this year, next year, um, you know, so that sort of thing. So strategy, where do you want the business to be? While... <clears throat> While hustle and tactics, uh, those are the small steps that you have to take uh, to make those dreams um, a reality. So all those small steps that you take on a day-to-day or on a weekly, um, that's what we call tactics or that's what we call hustle. So I hope that makes um, that makes a lot of sense. Now, uh, business and strategy, yes, we often talk about them in contradistinction. But the thing is, they are closely related concepts and um, you need them in the organization, you need them in the business, whether you are um, a one-man show or a one-woman show, or whether you work in um, a business that are, you know, 10, 15, 20, 100 people, you still need both of them, strategy and then um, tactics. So business strategy, like I said, uh, involves uh, making high-level decisions about uh, the company, about the business, uh, where, how are you going to operate, how are you going to compete, are you guys going to um, allocate um, resources? So, you know, this whole thing of, okay, we started 2024. I want the business to blow this year. Um, am I going to do a podcast? Or am I going to start setting 50K aside for uh, Instagram advertising? You know, stuff like that. All those are big um, strategic um, decisions about how to achieve growth um, for uh, the business. So those are the kind of questions that you ask when it comes to strategy. You know, what market should we enter or which market should we exit? Because there are some people who have made those sorts of choices like uh, 
you know, Omo man, for 2023, 2022, we've been trying to do this, we've been trying to run this, we've tried to run that, but man, this thing is not working. 2024, I beg, let's exit and let's see where, uh, whether we can find promised land someplace else. So those are strategic questions. Um, how do you differentiate yourself from the, uh, from the competition? Those are also strategic questions from my primary constituency you know my professional background is in law and my first stint in business was as a wedding photographer so it's the sort of thing that you know my constituents my people are asking lawyers uh you know x hundred number of thousands of lawyers graduate every year um, how do we differentiate ourselves from the crowd? How do we stop uh, standing, uh, looking like charge and bail? Uh, same thing with photographers. Um, every idiot has a camera. Everybody can shoot. Um, AI can now do photoshopping and editing and things like that. How do we stand out from the competition? Um, you know, what kind of products or service do we need to offer? You guys who have been listening for a while, you remember the conversations that I had with um, my one of my video guys, Shagun, about how they expanded their own services to include light and sound, not just uh, wedding video. Because the way he was looking at it, uh, differentiation video-wise, um, hard to achieve. And then he thought that the margins when it comes to other things in the event space were a lot higher. So you buy the lights, you buy the sounds. Um, the only cost that you have to pay basically is you just pay boys to go and set up. And then uh, most of it is um, is a profit on top. And then it's not like these things uh, have to be maintained every single month or every single year. That matter because they're quite... Uh, study and so for for my guy Shekun, that was part of their own strategic decision so yes we're still doing this wedding video thing but we need something to to pad it and so uh, they invested in lights they invested in sounds uh, sound capabilities and then what else so all of these are um, strategic questions now um, when it comes to strategy there's a time frame strategies are typically long-term in nature so like back to my guy Shekun, you buy all this equipment you buy the equipment in uh let's say you buy december in 2022 you don't expect that you're going to make all your profit but you know in the first two or three months in 2023 it's going to take a while so the decisions that you are considering are going to be long-term in nature so uh, years uh maybe even decades you know for people who are playing on real big scale like um my uh my in-laws um okay well not them per se but i remember the last time we were traveling to uh to villa i noticed lots of um what are these things called palm uh is it palm palm trees palm fronds you know you guys understand now palm wine basically those massive trees and um driving through the driver was giving us just about how um it takes like i think seven years for one to mature uh, to start producing palm oil but they are creating new kinds of strands at the time they're creating new strands that should be able to grow in about three years or four years so they're just some of those businesses that there's some decisions you're making are we going to do this variety or that variety and <clears throat> you're not going to know the right answer or see the returns uh you know next year so like if you're in that palm wine kind of business and you're switching varieties and things like that you make the investment now but you know whether this thing is going to pop off or not, you know, in seven years, that's more or less a decade. Uh, so, yeah, so that's what um, strategy is, um, more or less. And, of course, you know, involves months and years for execution, maybe even um, a decade. So um, that's it. Tactics, on the other hand, these are specific actions. You know, the minutiae, the small stuff that you do, the plans, the maneuvers, the detailed steps that... Uh, that you need to carry out um, what the broader um, 
strategic um, objective is. So, like, take for instance me and uh, this podcast. So, part of the strategy uh, for my business, greater visibility, and also to increase the amount of inbound um, that I get, I figured build a podcast and then have LinkedIn as part of the uh, promotion and content marketing um, strategy. So, that's the idea. Been executing it now for um, well over three years since before COVID, and we have over 770 episodes on the podcast. Now, the thing is, it doesn't necessarily um, have to have been that way. I could have, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, I could have tried to go old school, print out 5,000 flyers, and then hand them out at parking lots in Abuja, uh, also to promote the business consultancy um, services. So those are the kinds of strategic decisions that um, I could have made um, three, four um, years ago. And, um, okay, so like I said, the tactics would now be the day-to-day stuff. So recording the podcast every day, like recording this. Now, this is tactical because it is required to support the overall vision. You know, for the podcast to succeed, the podcast has to be um, scheduled, it has to be conceived, it has to be recorded, it has to be edited. You know, that's for the people who want high production value. I'm not bothering with um, editing. Then, um, let's see, what else? Okay, then for on the LinkedIn end, you have to write the promo posts. You know, those are the tactics that are involved. But then if I had gone the old school route, printing the flyers, actually showing up to the parking lot, deciding on which cars, I'm only going to put the flyers on Mercedes Benzes, or should I ignore uh, taxi cabs? How many cars am I going to drop the flyer on today? You know, those sorts of things. Those are the um, tactical decisions. So tactics, you know, day-to-day, week-to-week, strategy, overarching, um, overarching things. So uh, let's see if we can flesh it out with a case study. Um, again, we're going to look at someone who wants to enter the aquaculture and fish uh, production industry in Nigeria. Uh, why am I doing that? I'm doing that just because it was my last um, case study. So for those of you who've been listening for the last maybe 10, 20 episodes, you should be able to relate because you know some of the uh, background work that we have done when it came to, specifically when it came to coming up with the um, sales strategy. So um, now we're going beyond sales strategy. Remember the last case study that I did on this whole fish thing was sales strategy in particular, but now we're talking about business strategy overall. Okay. Um, okay. So the kind of questions that we could be uh, consider when it comes to business strategy overall, we could be looking at market uh, positioning. Now that means how are you going to? Gosh, how do you define positioning? Uh, okay, positioning is how you present yourself to the market. Let me put it that way: how you present yourself to the market relative to the other players in the market, uh, the the competition. So I guess that's the best way I can explain positioning uh, for now. Uh, for those of you who are um, you know, MBAs and business buffs, you know, don't be too angry that I didn't give a um, technically robust definition. I'm just trying to get the uh, newbies to understand where we're heading with all this. So, how are you presenting yourself in contrast to other players um, in the market? So, uh, you want to enter this fish game, you could be thinking, am I going to be a premium provider? Because, you know, there are people who provide fish in uh, Gudu market or Wuse market or all those markets. You know, that's not, um, that's not premium. That's more on the um, commodity end. So these are strategic questions that you can ask yourself. You know, am I going to go the commodity route and just uh, flood the market with fresh fish? Or am I going to go the premium route? Uh, okay, well, I don't know what premium fish would be. For those of you who are fish lovers, you know, you run into me or you send me a message, you know, hit me up. Let me know what is a premium fish, what's um, ordinary fish, because I've seen some kinds of fish and I think, wow, this is real high-class fish. 
I don't like fish anyway, but it looks like it's high class fish. And then my wife is like, no, that's that's the poor stuff. Like, um, rich people wouldn't eat this kind of fish. So, anyway, uh huh. So you can also position yourself in different ways. Um, you know, nowadays this whole um, ESG, uh, what's it called? Uh, sustainability and uh, what is the E? Is it ESG? Anyway, uh, you guys get the gist. There's this whole thing about sustainability, environmental considerations, ethical considerations. So you can also position yourself like that. Like uh, everybody else, they just fish anyhow. You know, they don't care. But we, we are getting sustainably um, sourced fish or ethically cultured fish or whatever. You can also decide, are we going to target um, urban consumers only? Are we going to be selling in uh, Abuja Central Business District? only or are we going to be a distributor to satellite towns in abuja you know like karu Nyanya, you know all those places uh maybe even guags then um you can also uh, ask yourself how you're going to differentiate yourself from other people in the market one way that you can do that is to uh, expand the variety of fish that you offer <clears throat> so excuse me you could think about adding tilapia catfish uh, uh mackerel uh, to differentiate yourself from the competitors because from talking to um, Samuel, Samuel Paul and uh, that episode where we talked about uh, aquaculture, it looks like most people in Nigeria seem to be focusing on catfish alone. So yeah, catfish is moving the market. So I guess that is how you can differentiate yourself. So include tilapia and mackerel and all this other stuff. There are some people who are actually doing that kind of strategy because my wife is a fish person. She really loves fish. Uh, there's this particular vendor that she likes in Usetu and the guy just has um, the guy has uh, some real interesting stuff. He has um, octopus, uh, calamari, uh, shrimps. They have pink shrimps. Those are the shrimps I know. They look normal. Then he also has funny kind of shrimps that look grey. And I mean, to me, they look like they're dead and calcifying you know like getting rotten i don't know why people buy them but my wife likes it and she said i should stop bad mouthing um her food so yeah there's this guy in abuja who is selling all that uh fancy stuff you want calamari you want uh you want to eat uh, octopus you want to eat squid you want to eat you know blah 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 blah. you know um there's a guy like that um, in the market so that's one way of differentiating yourself from the people that are just going to wuse market and just um uh selling ice fish then there's a question of uh, distribution channels. Um, where are you going to be? Where are you going to uh, to sell? I'm going to be looking at uh, retail outlets. I'm going to have a shop like this squid guy that my wife likes to go and buy um, stuff from. Um, let's see what else. Are you going to do strictly online? Um, you know, Instagram, have people hit you up on WhatsApp. Are you going to do like Jumia Conga? I don't know if you can buy fish on Jumia Conga, but you know, if, if you can, you can consider that. Um, the whole point, the, the whole point when it comes to distribution channels is you're looking at um, the considerations are things like do you want a wider customer base? Are you looking at convenient access to products and you know, things like that? Then uh, you can also talk uh, when it comes to strategy. You can also be thinking about uh, business tactics uh, like sourcing. Where are you going to source? Are you going to look at local Nigerian fish farms? Um, maybe because you want things to be fresh, as are keeping it local, keeping it in Niger, or maybe price advantages. Maybe you might be buying, maybe it's more cost-effective to uh, source in Nigeria rather than buy maybe a higher quality um, mackerel or whatever, for instance, from Egypt or maybe from Benin Republic or whatever. So these are some of the um, considerations. Other questions like store design. Um, you can think about designing your own retail outlets with different uh, displays and signage. Um, 
to appeal to certain kinds of people, you know, these are all merchandising decisions. Because it looks like in Niger, it looks like all these fish people, they just put, well, first of all, the store is clean, and that's cool. That's from following my wife around, you know, even in places like uh, Kaura Market, um, you know, the place is clean, and that's nice, because I really hate that fish smell, and then you just see flies everywhere. So the stores are nice, the stores are clean, but everybody has the basic formula, which is the place is clean, and then it's fluorescent lighting, and then you just have deep freezers just um, um, stacked just stacked uh, everywhere. In fact, if you don't know what's up and you're just walking outside, you might think these people sell deep freezers because it's just deep freezers everywhere. So you might think of um, designing things different. You know, like how uh, Samsung and um, Apple, how they design their stores, they're supposed to be attractive. I don't know anything about merchandising, but I know that there's a way these people design their stores. Like you're passing and you're like, hmm, this looks nice. Maybe I should just enter inside and see what's going on. So you might consider stuff like that if you're entering into um, the um, fish space. So on and on, lots of questions around customer engagement, um, online presence, all kinds of things. Lots of questions. We're done over 15 minutes, so I just want to bring it to a close. So summary, the thing is business strategy is looking at, you know, what direction is this business heading in? What are the long-term goals uh, that we have? Then tactics are those small, 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 you know, every day, every week, every hour, all those decisions that you're you're taking to execute that um, overall um, overall um, objective. So, yes, in a theoretical or academic sense, we usually pit both of them against each other, strategy versus tactics, but both of them are essential for the success of the business um, just to drive overall performance and, and growth. Now, uh, the future question that I would like us to tackle, since we're close to 20 minutes, let me just bring it to a close here. I want to see how good sales and business development practice can inform your strategy. Because after all, on this podcast over here, just in case this is your first time listening to the show, we don't just talk about uh, business from a general perspective. Because my area of um, specialty is sales and business development, particularly personal selling. That's, you know, one-on-one communications where you are, you know, face-to-face, belly-to-belly, shoulder-to-shoulder, actually talking um, to someone. So that is my um, area of um, specialty. So I'd like to talk about all these business challenges and things like that from that particular perspective. So in the next episode, we'll start looking at how good sales and business development practice can inform your um, business strategy. So that's all for today, uh, basically. So remember to connect with me on WhatsApp. The number is 80 Again, the number 80 2140. Country code is plus 234. For those of you who are hitting me up outside the shores of Nigeria, then connect with me on LinkedIn. The name is Taveshima Ayede. I'm the host of the show. You can confirm the spelling of my name and my email address or any other details from the link where you're currently listening to this episode. Thank you very much for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.